You know, every party has those people who have to take stuff way too seriously, do a deep dive into the material to find inconsistencies in a story for absolutely no reason. Yeah, that's us. Uh, so here we are with yet another podcast, which is going to do exactly that from maybe a slightly different lens that has been done before. Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast. Um, Today, this is our third episode. Um, So welcome back to those who are joining us again and welcome to any new listeners. Um, For anyone who's new to the podcast, we'd love for you to check out our previous two episodes. Um, We talked about uh, Kalahuna Ho and Anand, so please take a listen if you can. And as always, we'd love to hear any feedback um, or any suggestions you may have for future episodes. Um, you can contact us at our Instagram, which is at kmhapodcast, or our email, kmhapodcast at gmail.com. Um, first of all, we want to apologize. We've been nothing but consistent in terms of putting out episodes uh, regularly, but we are kind of in a busy phase of our training. So we're going to try and um, put out episodes whenever we can. So here we are with our third episode today. Um, So today we're going to be talking about the movie Viva, which I think came out in 2006, I think. Um, And it stars Shahid Kapoor and Amrita Rao in the lead roles. this movie is like, is like a, a wholesome kind of like Bollywood romantic family drama. Um, there are honestly a lot of like cliches and some problematic views that some of the characters have, which we recognize, but we're not going to get into any of that because then this will turn into like a three hour conversation. So we're just going to focus honestly on like the last bit of the movie where um, we talk about some of the medical conditions or the medical condition that's brought up in the movie and get into our over analysis um and yeah we both watched the only daisy um video uh that reviews viva and like 10 out of 10 recommend that please watch that to like get into some of the other cliches that this movie touches on um but yeah like we said we're not gonna get into any of that um, so yeah, maybe as usual, we'll start off with a bit of an icebreaker and maybe a quick summary of the movie for any of you who haven't watched it yet, and then we'll get right into our discussion of, um, the portrayal of the medical condition in Viva. Kidney, my heart attack. All right, thanks, Anandita. Uh, it's really good to be here. I would also like to apologize for our inconsistency uh, with sending on episodes, but it has been busy. But we do have some really, really fun uh, episodes planned and some movies that we've watched and some that we're planning to watch or rewatch and excited to put these out. These are always a nice break, uh, especially in a time like uh, when, when it, things are a little bit busier. Uh, but like you said, we should get I started with the icebreaker. This is a bit of a shorter episode. Um, so let's let's just do, because we are starting uh, the rotations part of our training, what is your first rotation, first official rotation that you'll be starting on? Because both of us haven't had any clinical rotations in our clerkship yet, like full clinical clerkship rotations yet. So mine will be in family medicine. So maybe I'll see a lot of these cool conditions that are first presented and see how they're first presented. And maybe we can incorporate some of that knowledge in future podcasts as well. So I'm pretty excited about that. 
Um, okay, and I'll pass it on to you. Yeah, that's super exciting that you'll be starting on Family Med. Um, definitely, you'll be well equipped to recognize like VSD and um, Hocum and uh, what else? Lympho, lymphosarcoma, if you have that, because we talked about it in our previous episodes. Um, I am starting on kind of like a mixed block. I have two weeks of peds and two weeks of a surgical specialty. So I'm starting off with um, one week in peds GI, one week in community peds, and then two weeks on urology. So that'll be kind of like a nice mixed bag of things. I haven't spent too much time in the OR, so I think this will be kind of a fun first exposure, spending some more time um, in a surgical specialty, and I'm looking forward to pizza as well. I think it'll be really fun. Uh, all right, so that, that, that does sound very exciting. Uh, maybe, again, you'll also be able to prevent some VSDs from turning into issues in adulthood, and hopefully no one has to die from preventable heart conditions, as we thought was happening in Kalahonaho. But for more, maybe you should watch that episode. It's actually turned out to be a lot more popular than we thought. A lot of people are watching the episode and we're very excited about that. So if you haven't seen it, I think that uh, you might enjoy that episode, uh, especially with how, how uh, amazing Kalahonaho can be as a movie as well. Uh, okay, but we'll start by summarizing Viva a little bit and I won't go into the nitty gritty. Uh, Anandita's already pitched the only Desi uh, revisit of Viva and I also agree with her. Definitely go watch that because... Um, he touches on a lot of these issues uh, that are social or, or you know, uh, I guess, technically wrong with the movie. We're going to focus on a particular medical condition that happens close to the end of the movie. So what to summarize this movie, what happens is we have Shahid Kapoor, who is playing Prem. Of course, it's Rajshree Productions. So there is a Prem and it's Shahid. And Amrita Rao, uh, who is playing Poonam. And everyone was super excited for these two to be together, uh, especially because uh, Ishkvishk was such a huge hit as Shai than Amrita's first movie. And I remember being so excited to see them together. Uh, again, this is when I was, I was pretty young. So, uh, and Shahid was everyone's favorite uh, and still is for a lot of people. Uh, so Poonam and Prem uh, ha have an arranged marriage basically in this movie. So they, it's, it's a very traditional movie is, is they have a rishta uh, and both families agree and they both realize that they uh, do like each other, uh, the families like each other and the bride and the groom like each other. So the whole movie is basically the process of what happens leading up to the marriage. And for most parts, everything is good. Yeah, there's a few like hiccups here and there, but it is your typical like arranged marriage. And in a lot of ways, stuff like this it was, it was an accurate portrayal of real life because these problematic issues actually do exist in real life as well during the process. But we're not going to comment on that much. Uh, eventually, though, however, what happens is the night before the wedding, uh, actually, one important plot point is um, Poonam, or Amrita Rao, is, is actually uh, adopted by her chacha and chachi, uh, who she lives with. Uh, and the chachi is a little bit jealous of Poonam's fair skin. And like we said, there's so many other problematic things to talk about. We just won't focus on them uh, because she thinks that Poonam's fair skin makes her prettier than her own daughter who has slightly darker skin, uh, which, you know, it's just horrible. But the two sisters, the two cousins, they do really love each other um, and, and they care for each other. Uh, so what happens is 
the night before the wedding, I believe, um, there is for a, a series of unfortunate events which leads to their house catching fire. Um, and in this, Poonam's little sister, who I think they just called Chutki, uh, is that what they call her? Our original, yeah, <laughs> the younger yeah, sister, yeah. like Choti or something like that, yeah. Something cliche. Um, Choti, yeah, Choti. Uh, so she <laughs> gets stuck inside. And so Poonam, of course, Amrita Rao, runs in to save her little sister. Um, and I think she does save him, but then they also realize that the, the Jorda of the marriage is also left in there. So they go and get that as well. Um, and eventually what happens is this giant, like, uh, I don't know, the roof basically, which is burning, ends up falling on Amrita Rao which gives her burns, um, severe burns, from what we are told in the movie. And we have a cameo appearance by Monish Behel as doctor, which, you know, it's really good to see. It's always good to see him as a doctor. I think I've seen him as a doctor since I was little uh, in Sanjeevni and then Dilmilge, and now in Sanjeevni too. He just does those roles a lot, I guess. Uh, it's nice to see that appearance. Also, it's Rajshri, so of course Monish Behel is there. Um, and, and he says, oh, she's 90% burns, but there's not a single burn on her face. Um, and then eventually she is, uh, she is, uh, she, she goes in the hospital and they're like, oh yeah, she's good. I don't remember how she is actually like fixed. I think there's a speech involved somewhere in between, uh, but the marriage takes place throughout and it ends with uh, Shahid and uh, Amrita or Prem and Poonam having a happy marriage day. I don't know how happy their marriage was at the end of everything, but they have a happy wedding day. Uh, and, and the movie kind of ends there. Uh, uh, Anandita, if you'd like to add anything, feel free to. I, I think that pretty much summarizes it quite nicely. Um, yeah, I mean, like, my takeaway from the movie is, like, one thing I realize the whole movie, the two of them whisper the whole time, and every time I watch the movie, I'm like, I have the volume up, like, super high, and I still can't hear any of them. So, anyway, that is, like, my little um, issue with the movie. And then here's the main question for you. Did they have to get married in the ICU? That's the question for today. Um, that was honestly funny to rewatch honestly um so we'll kind of get into why you know we maybe think that that was unnecessary but of course from like the movie perspective and like the emotional quotient like I get why they showed them getting married like in the ICU and everything and yeah they like end up happily married which is nice to see and yeah like you said everyone shipped um Amrita and Shahid Kapoor I still do I think they make a really cute pair so it was good to see, like it's a feel-good movie at the end, everything and stuff happily. But yeah, maybe we will get into talking about her burn and everything about that. Yeah. Mira, if you're listening to this, please don't take offense to anything we say. Yeah, so like we mentioned, um, it seems like Poonam had a quite extensive burn in terms of like how much of her 
um, body surface area was affected. Like I think they say like 90% of her body was affected. So there's like a couple of things that um, are really important to assess in somebody who has a burn because it helps determine like prognosis and what kind of treatment needs to be done. So one um, the first thing is of course the burn size. So we talked about that, which there's like a way to estimate um, how much uh, of of someone's like surface area has been affected so that's called the rule of nines and um like the limbs basically are like nine percent each or sorry the legs would be nine percent each and the arms are like four and a half percent each like anterior surface and then double for the posterior surface and the torso is 18 and the head is for four and a half um so basically it seems like her whole body has been burnt like 90% with her face being completely spared so that is something that we were talking about being pretty highly unlikely considering the mechanism of her burn what would you say about that Joby? yeah I definitely agree with that um the likelihood of getting a 90% burn um so like you said we were explaining the rule of nines right and the face or the head is 9% of your surf body surface area. So if your face is completely spared, which in her case it is, uh, it means her entire body was burnt. Like every, basically the entire skin on the rest of the body was burnt. And for that to happen with a giant structure falling on top of her, a burning structure falling on top of her is, is basically impossible. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to add. Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, knowing the burn size and how much surface area has been affected is really important. And then um, the other kind of facet that helps determine prognosis is the age of the patient. So I guess for Poonam, that is like kind of on her side because she's younger. Um, and then the presence of an inhalation injury also determines prognosis. So um, I think in her case, like I think the way the fire started was like kerosene or something in their attic like lighting on fire or something like that so i do think that an inhalation injury would have occurred in her case um so there's like a, ver a variety of like mortality slash prognosis kind of stats that we came across but it does seem like just knowing how much of her body surface area was affected her um it, it was a very severe burn um and with that there's a lot of complications that um, need to be managed in burn patients um, but in terms of like acute treatment for burns there's a couple of things that need to happen just keeping in mind like the main functions of the body so or the skin sorry um, as an organ it affects um, our like thermal regulation and like affecting how much heat you're losing and then one thing that really surprised me when we were learning about burns is how much um, fluid resuscitation needs to happen for someone um, because the skin plays such a big role in controlling how much water you're um, losing. So there's also um, a formula for that. Um, that's the Parkland formula. So I think basically you take the percentage of the body surface area and multiply by the weight of the patient times four cc's of fluid per kg. And I think the rule is like you want to give half of that amount in the first eight hours and then the rest um, in the next 16 hours. So there's a lot of fluid resuscitation 
um, required and I think for someone if they had a burn like she did where so much of her surface area was affected um, that can require extra fluid resuscitation as well so that's one thing that definitely needs to happen um, in terms of other like acute care of course making sure someone's airway is secure and addressing any potential like inhalation injury would also be really important and we don't really get to see a lot of this but I'm assuming that they did all the acute care for her which um, would need to happen and then there's like worries about sepsis and infection risk as well um, and especially for her with having such an extensive burn um, she would definitely be like at high risk of um, infection and having sepsis and stuff like that so from that perspective just the fact that like frame comes in to her like ICU area and when I was re-watching it I noticed like when he first came in a nurse came with him as well and both of them are like gowned up and they have like a hair covering but they have their masks around their neck which is like a big no-no like please don't do that especially now in the time of covid like when we see these things it's like oh gosh no please don't do that because she would be at a very high risk of um acquiring infection and then on top of that he goes ahead and like they decide to get married um and he puts sindoor on her head which i guess her head is technically or her face is spared but she's at high risk of infection so the question of if they really had to get married is a little bit iffy but in the ideal world i would hope that like monish bale the doctor i forget what his name was in the movie um would have had like a conversation with prem and punam and they know what the risks are and what basically they're in for and because we like to practice patient-centered care if they knew what the risks were and still decided to get married that's their choice but we don't get to see any of that so we're just assuming um yeah and kind of the other thing um in terms of burn assessment would be to understand like the depth of the burn so there's a categorization for um the degrees of the burn so um like a first degree burn would just be the epidermis so the superficial layer of the skin and then second degree, I think there's two types of second degree burns. One is like a superficial partial thickness. So that's just the top portion of the um, dermis. And then there can be a deep partial thickness second degree burn, which involves the rest of the dermis as well. And then the third degree burn would be the entirety of the um, epidermis and the dermis. And then fourth degree gets into the... Um, like tissue below so potentially muscle and bone and stuff and i think after the second degree burn um you lose sensation in the skin so um that would the depth of the burn would also i think factor into prognosis but but we don't really know actually how deep her burn was but considering the type of um like the injury the mechanism of the injury i would assume it would be at least a second degree if not a third degree um yeah anything to add there Jovi? no that was uh super super detailed uh i i agree with yeah most things uh i think other things that possibly would have uh maybe played a role in her prognosis would have been um 
the hypoxia potentially given the environment she was in um, and or uh, carbon monoxide poisoning, which is also a possibility given that she was in an area where um, there's probably lots of uh, lots of incomplete combustion taking place. Um, and that those are, you know, like things associated with poor, um, poor outcomes because uh, they can have more systemic impacts, uh, can lead to less oxygen being delivered to parts of your body uh, because uh, our body, our blood basically, or hemoglobin holds on to carbon monoxide stronger than it does to oxygen um, just because of their chemical structures. Uh, that is something that probably played a role, in which case I'm guessing given that she survived, um, a lot of these issues probably were not not that serious. Uh, typically, though, we see that with, you know, severe burns of over 90%, like you said, in this case, it probably wasn't third degree burns throughout. But because if that was the case, uh, we probably would have seen much more severe complications um, systemically as well. Uh, another thing to keep in mind with burns, um, like burns, these are interesting because when we were learning, I always thought of burns as a skin condition only, but there's such a systemic issue because the skin plays such an important role in regulation of throughout the body, uh, regulation of things throughout the body uh, that they can cause uh, many sorts of impacts. So issues with like coagulation um, uh, or platelets or how platelets function, those can be uh, be involved in in people who uh, have burns as well. So, very serious issues, um, potentially uh, potentially life threatening, especially if such a huge surface area of the body is involved. And in her case, it was. And and to be to you know not not be fully negative uh, about the movie. To they did actually recognize the gravity of the situation. They treated burns as a serious issue, as they should be treated as, which I really appreciated. Uh, Monish Bell's character doing. Um, though I'm still very upset at him saying, well, at least her face is safe. That that line, uh, I think he says, and I quote, um, and, and that just really made me mad. I'm like, yeah, this person could die, and that's what you're saying right now. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I did appreciate the the gravity of the situation that they, they presented. I do feel like though Monish Behel were doing so many doctor roles, he's just like fit into that role perfectly right now. Like, he just can talk to patients. Uh, probably. Uh, yeah, nothing else to add. I think that was a very good description um, and a very good uh, teaching point with the rule of nines. I think very helpful. Good. Thank you. Yeah, and the other thing that we were just chatting about in terms of what they showed in the movie was her getting discharged after. Um, so what are your thoughts on maybe how long she would have to have stayed in the ICU? Because we don't really get like a sense of how long it is between them like getting married in the ICU and then her getting her surgery and coming back home. But typically in a situation like this, what would you expect for someone? That's a tough one, right? Because it really does depend. Like if it was first degree burns, um, it might have been quicker. Um, and then surgeries would have been, wouldn't have been necessary though. If it was all first degree burns, at least I wouldn't think there's other ways of managing it. Uh, but given that they did do surgery, so it might be mixed burns, you know, some areas might've been third degree, some areas might've been second degree, some areas might've been first degree burns, which is typically how you would see, I think, in a presentation, um, because of how, um, how like burn, uh, wounds will spread out, uh, along the skin as well. Uh, I would still say probably months, right? Like we're looking at a long-term hospital stay here. Uh, I don't think it would be safe. Uh, like you mentioned earlier with an inhalation injury, she's already at the risk for 
uh, increased risk of infection. Um, she probably has some lung damage as well from that uh, inhalation injury. Uh, going out is probably not the safest thing right now. She's probably on uh, uh, like droplet precaution, if not airborne precaution, because we have to be super, super careful here. Um, anyone kind of uh, treating her. Um, wound care will probably be um, require, you know, care um, and, and a level of sterility. I don't think you need to be fully sterile, but you probably need to, you know, have some knowledge. And I think nurses are probably best equipped uh, to look after patients like this because training of nurses and, uh, you know, in, in, it is encomp in, encompasses this, but I don't think... Um, discharging at this point, especially with Shahid's character not having uh, any medical training in the movie. I don't think he is equipped to be looking after her in a stage like this. So I would say months, uh, maybe two, three months, maybe longer than that, potentially. Um, like you said, we don't mention it. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I think everything you mentioned kind of would play a role in that decision making of how long she needs to have care for in the hospital. But yeah, we like see her come back home and like Brahm is doing her dressing changes and stuff. So I would hope that eventually she would get some home care or something like that, like wound care to make sure that um, like everything is healing properly because it is a long process of healing. Um, but overall, I think the movie did a decent job at showing some of the aspects, but of course the there's some like logical flaws with in terms of her face being spared and the timeline and everything but um this was a good kind of good i would say overall depiction of a of burn treatment i mean obviously they can't get into all the details that's why we are here to break this down and do our little over analysis but yeah 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 i thought yeah i, I agree uh it's not my favorite movie. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot, lots of social issues with the movie. Medically, it's not the most accurate. Like we've kind of talked about what was going on. But I, I mean, when it comes to whether they, whether or not they did justice to the medical condition, like, yeah, it's like, I think 50-50, you know, like they, they gave it the seriousness that it requires oftentimes, you know, like Bollywood oftentimes treats burn injuries or like burn instances as slapstick comedy and not just Bollywood, like movies do this generally, right? Um, but they're serious. And, and this movie did a good job of presenting that, uh, obviously with that dramatic Bollywood effect. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to watch this movie, uh, do it at your own risk. But if you're wondering about if the medical condition was accurate, uh, yeah, not, not terribly presented. Not, not the best either, but not terrible. Yeah, and yeah, let us know if you guys have any other thoughts on how they presented this. And the good thing is, like, if you don't want to sit through the rest of the movie, all the, like, important stuff is just at the end, like, the last 30 minutes. So if you just want to watch that and let us know after listening to our episode, please do. Um, yeah, maybe we will wrap it up with our usual um, kind of touching on some social issues. So again, like we said, this movie has a ton of things that we can get into but maybe just keeping it on theme with our discussion of burns we just want to give every 
listener a little PSA to please make sure you check your batteries on your fire detectors at home or your fire alarms rather um, because I think a lot of us forget to like check if the battery is working on that which is really important and then if you don't have one already look into getting a carbon monoxide detector um, these are really important and can help you save yourself or your loved ones from having a situation like Poonam did with a huge fire happening um, so yeah that's our little PSA for today's episode just to quickly add on to that as well, um, in countries that might not have fire alarms or carbon monoxide detectors as the norms, just take a look at what your fire safety guidelines look like because uh, every country does have some fire safety guidelines. So be fire safe, right? Especially if you have kids at home um, or if you cook with gas or if you have a gas stove or anything like that, just be safe, just be careful. Uh, and it's important, these things are serious. Um, this is a shorter episode, uh, and uh, we recognize that, uh, but we're, we're still happy to talk about this, and we had a, a great time again, as usual, discussing this. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, critiques, anything like that, please contact us. Like we said earlier, uh, our Instagram is at KMHA podcast, or you can email us at KMHA at gmail.com, and we're happy to uh, look at questions or movie requests or icebreaker question requests or, or any collaborations. If you want to come on the podcast, let us know. We're happy to uh, accommodate those requests as well. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.